football on off the ball with sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports Welcome back. So, Brazil, very impressive this evening, you would have to say. Certainly in the first half, four goals by half time. Home and hose, they are through to a quarter final against Croatia next weekend. Very happy to say Tim Vickery is with us. Good evening. Evening, John Malloy. How are you doing? Very well. Would you think Roy Keane thought that the dancing was good or that the dancing was bad? After the Brazilian celebrations, uh, my starter for ten. He's not happy at all. That that's uh, that, that's a usual answer, I think, with the gentleman in question, for whom I have enormous respect. Uh, but no, I would imagine he's not happy with it. You are correct. I can't believe what I'm watching. I've never seen so much dancing. It's like watching Strictly. I think it's disrespectful dancing like that every time they score. I don't mind the first jig or whatever it was for the first goal, but not every time. It's disrespectful. Even their manager gets involved. I don't like it. Well, the manager get involved is is uh, this is new, and this is this is Richarlison. And Richarlison, he, he's he's for a while he's had this trademark celebration called the pigeon dance. Oh, I thought it was uh, a chicken. I called it a chicken yeah, earlier. There no, we go. It's a pigeon. And uh, so what he was doing there, he was running over and he was getting everyone, including the coach, to participate in the pigeon dance to celebrate the fact that Brazil were just doing what pigeons do all over the South Korean defence. Is that the genesis of the pigeon? Uh, no, no, that's but that would be a bold no. move. That that no, might that's... be disrespectful. He <laughs> yes. might as well cock a leg at the end of it. <laughs> well, Fausto Spilitta did used to do that, but a corner flag to celebrate, huh. <laughs> uh, like a dog relieving himself on a on, on the corner flag. So at least they didn't go that far. Well, indeed, um, I have to say though, I mean, there is something about this team playing with such flair and. These five attacking players and, and you know, the, the, the Richarlison goal, for instance, I mean, that, that qualifies as samba football and the dancing and the celebration. Uh, we were trying to think outside. We we're just chatting amongst ourselves. This is the most exciting Brazil team uh, true to their traditional roots in a very long time, no? I think it is, yeah. And uh, I think a lot of credit has to go to the coach, who's who's a class act and he's... he's f- there's no idea who's going to replace him. He's going to step down after the World Cup. There is no obvious candidate to, to step in. And they're very, very defensively solid. And that gives them the freedom to do what they did in, in, in the first half, where, all right, everything went their way today. They, they hadn't scored before in the first half of this World Cup. They'd really struggled to, to break opponents down. This time, first chance is a goal. And then a couple of minutes later, they get a very, very soft penalty by by the the standards of the day. It was a penalty, but it's very, very soft. 2-0 up, you know there's no catching them. The game's all over. We only had 10 minutes and it's all over. So then, you know, let's have a party. Uh, so uh, and, and until unless and until the first half is declared null and void and South Korea go through on, on virtue of, of winning the second half. That that was a that was a, a, form, a performance of frightening attacking efficiency and frightening defensive efficiency as well in the first half at least. Second half, they're taking their feet off the pedal. And have you ever ever seen a knockout game in the World Cup where you decided to give a few minutes to the third choice goalkeeper? I've never ever seen it. Hmm. It had become an exhibition game effectively because it, it was all over in the first half. I couldn't help feeling a, li- a little bit cheated that because of uh, a stoppage time goal against reserves of Portugal, 
we were watching South Korea against Brazil when we could have been watching Uruguay against Brazil and we've had a football match. Yeah. Dave has been in touch. Great to hear teams dulcet and insightful tones. Most likable Brazil team since 2002, reckons Dave. So uh, the people are enjoying what they're seeing, that's for sure. I saw um, Teche talking as well, Teche, sorry, about the uh, Perinas Rapidas, aka the fast little legs. So Rafinha, Vinicius Jr., Gabriel, Martinelli, Rodrigo, uh, this young group that all have a certain something as well. And, and that's that's maybe allowing him to encourage this style of football. Yes, but we saw what happened today when Neymar came back. And it's not only Neymar coming back, it's it's Lucas Paqueta because the two of them are kind of, they're, they're, it's a package deal. Without Neymar, Paqueta didn't work in that position and they, and, uh, they ended up playing without him. Because in order to bring the wingers into the game, mm. in order to to bring these fast little legs into the game, you got to have play through the middle of the field. you got to have association through the middle of the field. And and look at that that first goal, because the first goal is key to everything. Because it, it's the two wingers, it's Hafinha for for Vinicius, but it's Paqueta who's slipping Hafinha behind the defensive line. It's no good giving to the, the ball to the wingers on half time and on, on the halfway line and saying go and win the game. Yes. It, it, to get the best out of those wingers, you got to have association through the middle, and that was Brazil's problem in the absence of Neymar, solved by the return of Neymar and Lucas Paqueta. Okay, very interesting. And so then you know the, the camera will often cut to Roberto Carlos, or we see Cafu in the stands over the last couple of weeks in Danilo and Militao they are more defensively minded. They will accept that, well, if we don't help out Casemiro, no one will. It's a complete, completely different change of function from, from the fullbacks. Uh, I mean, they've had to improvise because they suffered so much injuries, so many injuries. It should be Danilo at right back, Alexander at left back. They've had, they've had to improvise. But whoever they put there, it's a new conception. And one of the reasons that Brazil is struggling to form fullbacks you know, they struggle to call up a, a second right back. And some of the left backs who've been in contention are, are certainly not, not not the greatest. It's because there's with the with the return of wingers, there's been this change of function. They're not looking for the fullbacks to go bombing up and down the touchline all the time. Yes, when the team is at its best, the fullback, especially Alexandra on the left, will appear in the attacking line as an element of surprise. But the slogan from the coach is I don't want Liverpool fullbacks. I want Man City fullbacks. So their role is to tuck in, make the extra man in midfield. That's why Brazil are so defensively solid, because the fullbacks play play this way, and also to construct from deep. So it, it, it's a completely different approach to fullback play from the one where Brazil was just producing auxiliary wingers as fullbacks. Yeah, it's super interesting. It's so funny you said that because as you were talking, I jotted down. Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson, because that is like they are the defining fullbacks of the age, and so this is this is really interesting. Uh, there does look to be a genuinely remarkable team spirit in this camp, yeah. As well, yeah. that's 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 more than just um, superficial. I, th- I think it is, yes. And again, credit to the coach. Um, there, there are a couple of moments that really brought it out. One is when there, there was that the the scramble in the penalty area before South Korea had scored. 
uh, and the Allison made a save and they, they managed to clear it away. You could see the defensive unit congratulating each other. They really didn't want to concede a goal. But also, I don't know what, what the problem was, but Hafia coming back onto the field at halftime didn't look happy at all. And uh, he was being comforted by, by some of his teammates. And in the second half, I think there was a concerted a- a- attempt to try and give him a goal, which didn't happen because, because of the goalkeeper. Um, yes, I, I do think that there's, there's, a, there's a good team spirit. Now, that's not that unusual. Um, I remember being at Brazil's FA, uh, this is last year, I think, and, and talking to somebody who works with them and says, their happiness at being together is really striking. Because remember, they're, they're playing all, all around the European leagues. When they come together, they're with their own people. They can speak their own language. They can sing their own songs. Mm. Now, they love that. Now, that, that might be harder to retain that sense of unity over the period of an entire World Cup in comparison with just you know a FIFA, uh, FIFA date window. Uh, and sometimes cracks can appear uh, between those who aren't playing and, and, and those who are. But I think that's unlikely in this team. I think that the coach is is pretty much on top of that. And they know that they are now three games away from immortality, three games away from never, never having to buy a drink again in their lives. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. They're incredible. I mean, it's just it's not usually in awe of teams that much, but I just can't help being in awe of Barcelona Femini. Like, they're just incredible. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The team unfurled a poster afterwards, which simply said Pele and had a picture of Pele yeah. from 1970. So there have been any number of very poor reports on how close Pele might be to death, uh, to put it starkly. He's certainly a very ill man. Uh, whether or not he passes during this World Cup remains to be seen. He may well live for many years thereafter. But um, it's funny, any time I'd ever contemplated Pele's passing... I just assumed Brazil would come to a complete standstill for however many days or even a week or two. I, it just had never occurred to me it might happen during a World Cup. It's a, an, an extraordinary possibility. And, and again, hopefully it doesn't happen. But um, they, I, I, I presume in some respects, uh, you know, there must be a great sadness and it must be talked about a lot. But then obviously the World Cup is is kind of the story and the biggest story in town as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a, a striking one. I'm not, it's hard to know what to say about it in some respects. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the positive side. Sure. The world of football being together at this point in time in in Qatar, it means that everyone's together there to send love and respect to Pele, who I, I think is still sufficiently well to feel that. Right. And he loves that. Mm. And he remember this is someone who hasn't played for Brazil for over fifty years, so uh, he's he's. He's someone with whom the current generation of players have grown up with as, as, a, as a kind of reference. But unless they're from the Santos club, like Neymar or Rodrigo, they don't necessarily have a, a very, very personal connection with him. I think mm. Neymar does, you know, mm. because they both, they're both come from, from Santos. Uh, now, Pelé, since he stopped playing, was very effective doing public relations and also guarding his own legacy. And why not? You know, he sweated blood to, to leave that legacy. So I'm sure he, he is loving the respect that he's feeling at, at, at the moment. So in that sense, it's positive. 
It's going to happen one day. Sure. You know, he's 82. He's got cancer. Whether he is no longer responding to the chemotherapy, that's something that we don't know. It's something that heavyweight Brazilian media are reporting, but we've got no official confirmation of that. The last we've heard, as far as I'm aware, from the hospital in an in official capacity was on Saturday uh, when they said that he, his condition hadn't worsened in the last 24 hours uh, and he was responding to, to treatment. But it didn't. It neither confirmed nor denied this line in the Brazilian media that he's no longer responding to chemotherapy, in which case it is a matter of time. How much time, we don't know. I know that there's a, a TV channel that I'm doing a show every day for during the World Cup, and I know that they are on standby footing should the bad news happen. Yeah, it, it may not. It, it may be a while, but it's going to happen. And uh, I find it positive that the world of football has a, has had a chance to get together and pay tribute. There's an extraordinary uh, video on Twitter over the last couple of days. I suspect you must have seen it somehow, but but I, I retweeted it. The first it. time. Yeah. yeah. So in effect, um, if anyone hasn't seen it and I retweeted it, the world has retweeted it. You'll find it on Twitter very easily. Gary Lineker, etc. have all retweeted it. In effect, it's shots of all the iconic things that different modern players have done, be it Cruyff doing the Cruyff turn or certain things Maradona's done or some of Zidane's pirouettes, etc. flicks over heads. And the theme of the video is everything you've seen the great players of the world do, Pele did them first. And it's interspersed with Pele doing these exact things. I mean, I did think to myself, well, Cruyff has a cheat call in this, the Cruyff turn, uh, based on this evidence. This is unbelievable. Uh, and it really, um, it was footage I hadn't seen before. I don't know, had you seen all this before? Because to me, I was seeing things that yeah. just I'd never seen. Yeah. Um, it's ironic that, that Pele is so associated with the World Cup but I don't think the World Cup ever saw him at his greatest because and he was he was fantastic as a skinny kid in 58 and he was fantastic as a wise old owl in 70. But he was at his peak in 62 um, when he got injured in the second game of the World Cup. My favourite World Cup goal he scores in his career is the one he scores against Mexico in the opening game of, of, that, of that World Cup. Uh, if you want to... The, the, the club Cup World Cup final that year now, that's a new competition. It's only started a couple of years earlier. Champions of Europe and South America. And it's really serious. And it's Santos against Benfica. Yeah. And the first leg in Brazil, Santos win 3-2. Benfica consider themselves favourites for the second leg. And Pelé just runs amok. Just absolutely runs amok. He puts them 5-0 up. And you're watching a creature from a different species tearing into the European champions and, and, and absolutely destroying him. He was so far ahead in so many things and he was a global icon of football before the game had globalized he was an absolute machine in physical and technical terms yeah. before such things existed before yeah. the level of physical preparation permitted this for for the majority and his his brain was just so quick difficult to play with you know uh, I, I spoke to, to Tosh Nahl, who was a centre forward with him in, in 1970 at length on this. And he said, you had to be clever and quick to play with him because his mind is just working so quickly. Recently, Joe, there's been a backlash against him. Nothing to do with his, with his illness. I'm talking in the last two or three years, there's been a backlash against him. Partly because journalism has never covered, the, covered this story at its finest in the attempts to create Pele good guy, Maradona bad guy. 
both of them are much more complex individuals than that. You don't get as good as they were at football without without having an edge to you. Yes. And the younger generation, I think, have reacted badly to the image of Pele as a suit, yeah. whereas Maradona is, 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 is the rebel. Yeah. But that has spilled over to football. And I saw recently people, this is something that didn't happen in Brazil, it cottoned on outside. Name your three greatest players ever for Brazil. And loads of people did, did this list without Pele. I think a very famous British TV presenter did his, nothing to do with the sport usually, did his list and didn't have Pele in it. It's, it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. Maybe Pelé himself and his supporters have been wrong in stressing so much a thousand goals. Because it, it is, in a way, it's a bit of a joke statistic. It's a pumped up statistic. And, and it doesn't, anyway, it doesn't explain the greatness of Pelé. Because the greatness of Pelé is how good he was in the big games. Where he was just off the scale in, in the big games. Uh, so there's an opportunity to reevaluate that backlash as well. Cause it's criminally stupid, criminally stupid. He's, uh, I, I see Pelé in, in, in many ways as a, like a perfect synthesis of so many things, but also emotionally, um, the two main motivating sources in life are pride and fear. And he had them both in spades. The pride was from his dad, who was a, a very good footballer with huge pride in the profession, who on his big break, suffered a big break, suffered a, an injury that plunged the, the family in, into poverty. The fear comes from his mother's reaction to that. And his mum didn't want him to be, his mum was a very strong character at a time when it was hard for a woman to express that. It was hard for a woman to work. It was hard for a woman to have an independent life. And a lot of that force went into, and he, he writes about this, his mother's fear of being able to uh, of not being able to provide for the kids uh, and so his mum never wanted him to, him to become a footballer never it was too insecure you know study a little bit get a job in a civil a steady job in a civil service or something like that so he had to he had to take on firm maternal resistance to the idea of becoming a footballer but that fear that he got from her was always in the back of his mind and it's something that just propelled him he had to be better he had to be stronger he had to be fitter in order to in order to keep the fear away, uh, and he's just a machine of playing football that I don't think has ever has has, has has been seen before or since. This just extraordinary machine with with, with everything, uh, and I hope that he's well enough certainly to enjoy this World Cup, but to have some some more quality. You don't want him lingering on just suffering. Mm. You want him having quality, enjoying the tributes, enjoying what's happening now because this habit that the, 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 the world has every four years of coming together, he's the one who, he's the one who did it. Mm. He's the one who made the World Cup mm. into this four-year festival. So I think it's, it, it's just so fitting that it's happening at this time, that he's, he's, he's in hospital at this time, at least – he can see his legacy yes, and he can feel the love coming in because all of us in any capacity who make any kind of the most insignificant possible like ourselves and make our living from football, we are midgets standing on the shoulder of a giant mm. and the biggest giant of them all is, is, is Pele. And it's tribute to the game as well. You're talking about a poor kid from the wrong side of the tracks, a shoeshine boy, the king of world football. 
the democratic nature of the game is supremely manifested in in the figure of Pelé. Tim, we are out of time. Thank you so much. Pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Tim Vickery with us live on the line. So Brazil winning comfortably this evening. I'm conscious if you were tuning in midway through that, it could sound like that was an obituary uh, that Pelé had passed. He certainly hasn't, but obviously reports of his ill health have been much discussed. So that's what uh, we were chatting about there. Our football coverage is brought to you by Sky, all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports. Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports